Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. So it's coming up 19 past five. We're here for Toolmart, the complete tool centre. Let's go up the uh, mountain to Greenmount uh, here in Perth. And Dave joins us. Hello, David. Oh, good day, guys. Um, yeah, I just want to make a few points. Uh, first of all, I agree with Lisa from um, Ellenbrook. I think you're a good uh, good combination, you two. You do a good job. Oh, thank Very you. Good to thank you. To. You must live in uh, Stewart Road next to where Bruce Yardley used to live, <laughs> I reckon, if you think that way. <laughs> the late Bruce Yardley. What yeah, a man he, he was. was. I'm sure it was Stewart Road in Greenmount. Keep going, Slater, Dave. actually. Hey? Near Keith Slater. Oh, good stuff. Give, give our regards yeah. to, to, to Big Spud. Yeah, I will. I will, mate. Yeah. Look, um, the Essendon um, fiasco, I mean, I could call it something worse. It's absolutely disgusting. I mean, you know, poor Ben Rutten, they've got him hanging off the vine like that. I don't, have they sacked him or is he still there? Or uh, My understanding uh, is just on that, there's a little bit of um, information on how this week has unfolded, David, and I don't know if it's it's reached the, 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 the airwaves or not. It might have. But the, Ben Rutten addressed the players on Tuesday morning when they all arrived for work for the yeah. week after what had happened on the Monday and the doubts, and then it went on through the – he told the group – he planned to coach them this week and this Saturday in the last game on Saturday night against Richmond. But apparently words to the effect in follow-up to that, I don't know what my future is after that. But I'm not discounting that things could even transpire before Saturday night's game. But the guy is being very strong in not moving to protect his contract. Uh, well, you see, so he's, he can't breach his contract in any shape or form because he's contracted for next year. Yes. And yes. because it's ugly, David, I think, you know, someone like Ben Rutten and his management would be saying, don't do anything, anything where they can get rid of you. To jeopardise that contract. Yeah, so yeah, at least if yeah. you do go, which seems like you will go, you'll get yeah. the payout. But I think, Dave, remember back when David Teague got done last year, that that was as ugly as this. And, and it's administrators who handle some of these issues so poorly. Mm, mm. Yeah, good on you, Dave. Thanks for that. But as Haggers has pointed out, he feels uh, almost 100% sure that Alistair Clarkson will be named as the next Essendon coach. Could be as early oh, as tomorrow, reckon... but certainly early next week. Early next week. Yeah. And and the, given the deadlines and given um, some of the events around a lot of what I'm hearing about, and particularly players who are on the market waiting to make a decision on where they go, now saying... I want to go with Alistair Clarkson. So they've backed off North Melbourne. Mm. Cameron Zerha is on the market. And now instead of staying at North Melbourne because he thought Alistair Clarkson was coming there, could could seek to go to Essendon because Clarkson's going there. There's all those sorts of scenarios. Okay, let's go to Paul at Gozzi's. Hello, Paul. Yeah, g'day, boys. Hello. Paul. Hey, uh, just just keep it keep it quick for you today. Um, yep. Two things. The where, where, does, where would this then, then leave North Melbourne? Um, they've obviously got all their eggs in the Alistair Clarkson basket, and who, who's going to coach them? And then the other question was obviously if. Uh, Sorry, Paul, we just lost you. I got you, mate. Sorry, just repeat what you said in the last couple of seconds. Luke Lob and Low Glob and Acres mm-hmm. are on the way out of Fremantle. Who who comes in? Well, first up is it's Luke, Luke Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, and and part of why they why they're moving uh, such you know important players, I suppose. I mean, log log lob 
and Acres will all attract pretty good draft pick trades, I reckon. And mm-hmm. Fremantle have to, Paul, as I've worked it out as best I can, uh, as if you're, you're playing list manager, they have to get draft picks to try to settle a deal with Melbourne for Luke Jackson because Fremantle's first pick in the draft, as it sits now, is pick number 13. So their first pick is a pick in early teens, depending on how it sits. And then nothing until 74 because mm-hmm. they've they've given away picks number in the second round and their pick in the third round. Gold Coast has got their second round pick. Hawthorne's got their, their third round pick for this coming draft through trading of the last couple of seasons. So, and particularly last season to bring in what they have brought in, the likes of Akers and uh, Brody uh, last season. They've got pick number 13. So they have to trade to get draft picks to, to go to Melbourne to say, this is what we can give you for mm. Luke Jackson. As I understand it, is that how you see it, Paul? Yeah, well, I would think that that lob is probably a, a very, very late or late first round or high second round pick, and the other two boys are probably probably second round picks. If you're going to offer them a significant contract, they've obviously got some value. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then you know, probably probably two first rounders in the second round is probably what it's going to be needed to be coughed up to get. Jackson over the line. One other thing about the Jackson over the line one would be, see, because Melbourne's first pick as this draft is coming, 34, 40, 52. So, you know, they're a team, even though they're contending and they're going to be a mm. power in the next year or two, you'd think with the play personnel they've got, but they, they, they won't want to give up Luke Jackson, who they used pick three on just three seasons ago. Uh, they won't want to give him up for for, for much, for, for, for a little bit. Um, they'll have to give up something Fremantle, really good, so Freeman would more likely say to to Melbourne, well, we'll give you next year's first round pick. Now, of course, that's still not going to be an early pick if Fremantle are still contending, as you would suspect. It's Again, it's a pick probably in the teens somewhere, teams, isn't yeah. it? So the first round pick, 13 this year and some draft picks this year that, as Paul has just agreed with us, the lights of Logue and Lobb and Akers, even Bailey Banfield's another one who I have been told has good interest from North Melbourne. So as North, you would, as you would. Because he's, he's a good player. He's a good player. Just but they're be... all versatile players, aren't yeah. they? When Logan, if Logan Banfield go, they're, they're two very versatile footballers. Here she is, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Lise. How are you? <laughs> oh, I was waiting to talk to Jimmy. He normally comes on first. What's happened to Jimmy? Is he hiding? Uh, he's pushing um... everyone through very quickly. We're a bit busy tonight, Lise. There's a bit happening. I know. There's everybody's been listening to Lisa talking to... I was just going to um, say, I, and... I, reckon <laughs> the, I reckon the audience is waiting for Lisa to come on, not for what Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdorn might be able to talk about, Lisa. So you better fire away. You've got an hey, audience waiting. Hey, Lisa, when Hags and I are at 6PR, guess who used to come on every shift? Donnie of Spearwood. Donnie, remember oh, Donnie no. of Spearwood? No, 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 we don't want Donnie to move over, please. <laughs> anyway, I have, enough of him on, I have enough of him on 6PR, thank oh, you. Oh, no, no, you've he's given up on 6PR. Come on, don't drop those names um, here. He's always, he's, always, he's always telling me to back up the truck and look in the rear vision mirror. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about, but anyway. Um, yeah, just um, on, I wanted to have a, just a quick word on, on Brad Hill for a start. Um, I'm not surprised that he wants to leave um, St Kilda. I, don't, I feel he's never been happy at that um, club. And I and I don't think they've been playing him in the right position. Um, he's he's better suited out on, on the wing, where where he gets the ball delivered and and yeah, you because know, he loves to loves to run and he, and he's a beautiful kicker the ball. He's a good deliverer. So and I I think that's that's probably one of the um, reasons why 
he, he could be looking elsewhere because yeah. he's not happy where they're oh, positioning him. Lisa, so, that's, so that's his fourth. So he's on $850,000 a, a year with is, two more years to go. And he's, got a four, he's going to go to a fourth AFL club. And, and and we weren't hearing any complaints about Brad Hill playing on a halfback flank being used, him and Sinclair, when, they, when St Kilda was going red hot up to round 11 and won two, four, five, one, one eight of their first 11 were inside the top four and were being heralded as, oh, the the, the, the coach of the year, the team of the year, they, they could go all the way. Brad Hill was quite happy to accept all the accolade when he was getting the ball kicked to him on a halfback flank. You you get the uncontested possession. You get the beautiful kickoff. I mean, someone's got to draw the line perhaps yeah. on a Brad Hill. And also they protected him when there was that incident at the Mordialic Hotel Correct. as well. That they protected broke. him. Yeah, they yep. protected him. There was definitely some kind of altercation there. Uh, Paddy Ryder tried to settle it down. Uh, Brad Hill was, you know, uh, uh, settle down. He's on eight hundred and fifty to nine hundred thousand dollars a year. No club's going to pick that up anyway, Lisa. All right, Lisa. Now, thanks, Lisa. We need to move on, but we always love your calls, Lisa. Okay, so you got a real big slap there from Haggers regarding Brad Hill. No, no, no. Now, I'm, can... I'm just. I'm helping her. I'm helping. Settle any Brad Hill okay. issue. This it's time a... that he settled down and go because he he wasn't happy at Fremantle for his last couple of seasons either because he wasn't mm. being well looked after. Uh, this is what Brett Ratton said about Hill. Oh, I haven't heard anything, and we're coming into that space where Brad might be the first name of maybe twenty or thirty players that um, gets into this space where you know people say they want to go or not where does it come from nobody knows so i haven't had a conversation with brad around that um, article um, but i'm expecting a few more players from different clubs and yeah it's that time of year i think it's that time of year well your year's coming to an well, end as of this weekend uh, for st kilda and nothing starts from nothing yeah i mean the media the, the footy reporters don't go with something that doesn't have some foundation. Okay. So some a manager or something has given someone a story about Brad Hill, maybe thinking it so that then the manager can use that as a bit of a found, foundation to search the industry. Now, I think it'd be more damning on Hill, the fact that if he does want to move on, it'll be the fourth AFL club. Please. Uh, Roy of Templestone, who just listened, uh, says, you're a legend, Lisa. So, Lisa, <laughs> if you listen, uh, Roy is a big fan of yours. We'll take a break, come back with plenty of uh, texts on the Tempera Bedshed text line, 0487 736 736. We'll continue calling us. We love your calls on the Scarborough Toyota open line, 131255.